Hello, and welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. I'm Emily Thompson. And I'm Kathleen Shannon. Hi, I'm Nicole L., and I am Being Boss. Today, we are chatting with celebrity makeup artist Nicole L. King. And as always, we reference a lot of different things, so you can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. Hey guys, I want to take a second and talk a little bit about getting on track with your finances and your business. So there are a few ways you can stay organized, but I'm going to propose FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. It's the best way to send out invoices so that you can get paid faster. You can track your income and expenses and quickly pull reports to see exactly where you're at with your finances and your business. You can organize and keep track of your clients. You can even track your time right in FreshBooks. So try it for free today. Go to freshbooks.com slash being boss and enter being boss in the how did you hear about us section. You know it's time to give it a try. I'm so kind of selfishly excited about today's episode. Because we are talking to Nicole L., who is a New York-based makeup artist specializing in print, editorial, runway, film, digital, music videos, and commercials. And I think we all know that my secret daydream is to be a makeup artist whenever I grow up. Um, But it's so exciting. Nicole's worked with so many amazing people, amazing brands, but some names that you might recognize are Candace Cameron. What, what? <laughs> Full House, right? Yep. Um, and then I was really excited whenever I saw Carly Rae Jepsen because my husband has the biggest crush on her. <laughs> She's and he, amazing. Whenever I told him I was talking to Carly Rae Jepsen's makeup artist, he was like, oh my God, can you tell her how much I love some CRJ? <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it's so crazy. I mean, like, I personally am not their, you know, personal makeup artist, but it's nice to have the opportunity to be able to work with such different clients and celebrities and, you know, to have the opportunity. It's just, you know, you never know what's next. It's crazy. So let's kind of start from the beginning. How does one become a makeup artist? And I'm so excited to talk to you just because we talk to a lot of coaches and consultants, but I'm really interested in digging into the life of a working artist. I think that this is something I want to talk to more working artists as we get into the new year. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you became a makeup artist. That's exciting. I'm excited you guys are bringing on artists. I was a little like, Oh, because it's usually, like you said, coaches and bosses and all that stuff. Um, But basically, I, you know, have always been in the performing arts with choir and band and cheerleading and flag and baton and all of the things performing arts. So I always grew up doing my own makeup and everyone else's hair and makeup and stuff. Um, I went to Penn State where I followed that with a marching band. You can laugh all you want. I was a flag and baton. Okay, wait, what did you play in marching band? Flag and baton. I twirled. I was a flag girl yeah. back in the day, guys. Yes. Flag girls unite. Right? We are cool. We are cool. So Just because cool. we're in band doesn't mean anything, okay? Um, you uh-huh. guys you guys were the cool part of marching band. I played the French horn. Hey, that's cool. The French <laughs> horn is cool. cool. It's intricate. We just spun right. flags. 
I know. So while you guys are... <laughs> well, I feel like I'm in a safe space now, knowing that you guys were in band yeah, as well. I usually totally don't tell people space. that. <laughs> I love it. So I was, you know, was always in performing arts and all that stuff. And so I went to Penn State and I was originally uh, advertising and marketing and I loved it, but I just, you know, knew it wasn't for me. Um, and I've always been involved in the arts and all that stuff. So I applied and I actually graduated Penn State with a fine arts a degree in fine arts and painting and drawing. Um, so I just, you know, always loved that. And as I was doing that, um, in college, my professors would yell at me because like I would constantly be painting women's faces and they're like, can you just, just something a little different? Can you just try something else? And I was like, yeah, but it just wasn't where my heart was. And, um, so after I graduated, just to clarify, you weren't painting on women's faces, like as the canvas yet, you were just doing a lot of portrait style art. Yes. Very like in your face and like things with mirrors so that when you would look into the mirror, you would see your face imposed on someone else's face. Like it was just really cool concepts of like, you know, bone structure and color theory and, you know, just delving into, you know, the whole human appearance and everything. Um, and bone structure, like I said, so. I just had no idea. Everyone was like, so now you're graduating, what are you going to do? And I like hated that question because I was like, I have no idea. I have a bachelor's degree in fine arts. I just graduated college. Um, so after that, I waitressed for a little bit, bopped around. Uh, my parents have a beach house down in Delaware. Um, that's where I ended up meeting my husband. And after that, I ended up uh, thinking like, I might want to do makeup. You know, I might want to like actually do this as a profession. So I researched a bunch of schools um, and I came up with, makeup designery in Soho. It's called MUD for short. And uh, it's a four-month program that specializes in fashion, or they have one where you can do special effects. You could do a whole year long. You can do six months. So I just chose the fashion route and just wanted to see where it went. And I just honestly loved it so much that I just never left. I love New York and just felt like there was great opportunities. And you can feel this like pulse of energy when you're here. And it was just like I was addicted. I had, I had to stay and see it through. So how long ago was that, that you graduated from makeup school? 2012. So So you've been doing makeup for four years now. Mm -hmm. So what happens after you graduate? Do you just start working? I mean, how do you get jobs? Yeah, they they had a really great – the reason I love MUD so much is because they really set you up the last um, part of the class is 301, which is portfolio development. So they set you up with set etiquette and they – like if you have any questions, you're not just thrown out in the world like, what do I do now? Um, so you leave with a book, uh, so that's great, you know, like experience having a teacher there to like talk you through the whole experience. Um, but they also have an awesome career advisory board that, you know, is a great launch pad for new artists, just like how to get your feet wet. Um, and I just took off with that. I just did a lot of free work, a lot of low budget work, a lot of anything I can get my hands on just to get my name out there. And I honestly think that it definitely paid off just, you know, going where it leads and seeing it through. I love that. I love that. Well, we all have to start in this place where we're just sort of taking on anything and everything that comes around. Um, but when did you find yourself saying no to free things? Like what was sort of, was there a moment or was it just like an evolution of you I'm like, becoming I'm trying paid to, to do what you do? <laughs> yeah, I think it was like that first like one job of like getting paid and like I don't know what it was. It wasn't even, it's because it's not about the money, but it was just like once I realized that there was an income in it, I was like, oh, oh, okay. 
all right, because, you know, I wanted to see, I, you know, was right out of school, so obviously I wasn't going to be charging high expensive prices and stuff, like just being new myself and just figuring it out. So I think it was an evolution. I don't think there was a point where I was like, no, but I do remember like being so excited for like a $75 job and I was like, yes, $75 day rate. Yes. Killing it. So, you know, it, it just really, I think it was an evolved thing, but I'm just like such a people person. I love to like collaborate and I like, I, I love being around people and like their energy. And I just feel like that was like, I don't know, addictive to be a part of. Nice. Okay. So now you've worked with a ton of different magazines, a lot of celebrities. What is the day in the life of like for you, but also like, what is the day in a week or month like for you? Do you have slow times? Is it always busy? What's it like? Yeah, well, right now, since I am not um, agency represented, which is something I'm working towards, um, you know, it is a lot on my own. It's exciting. Tell us about that. Are there like agencies or freelancers? How does it work? There are freelancers. And then um, with that, you some people can go two ways. I originally have done both, so that's why I think has been steering me to this path. I was originally going more towards film and TV, um, and it I loved it. It was long hours, great cast. Uh, this time last year, I was just working on one called Human People, um, and it was with Tavi Gebson and Michael Sarah and all these people. It was like, they were so fun, and Abby Jacobson from Broad City, and it was such a great experience, and I loved it. But once I started working more with press events and celebrity and I work a lot with L and harpersbazaar.com I just really started liking that whole you know path and it kind of changed my direction but with that being said the first one with the film and tv an option for freelancers is to become union and that way you work on more um film tv with like you know like bigger budgets bigger um uh productions and like so they're more like you know network-based um TV and films. But then for other, the other route is uh, to be agency represented. So there are a bunch of agencies from boutique to huge, um, big platforms that artists can choose to work towards. And those are more like print, um, editorial, press, celebrity, red carpet. So I don't know, for some reason, I've been evolving into more of that kind of uh, direction. And so right now, the hope is to become agency represented soon. But I'm kind of vibing on my own right now, and I'm kind of just trying to like see where it leads, but still work towards you know getting my name out there and speaking more with agencies and everything. So, so agency representation is how you actually get some of those jobs that you couldn't get otherwise. Is that correct? I believe so because I'm still learning a lot about it myself. Um, but I know that they do love when you bring in your own clients. You know, you're not just like. I've never worked with anyone and I'm ready to be agency represented. They want you to have experience and Yeah, they um, want your money. They're <laughs> like, what, bring me your clients and the I money know. that you would make off them. That's the only thing I'm like, oh, you know, like I don't know, but it's interesting to think of what the possibilities could be if this is what I'm just doing at my own on my own right now. Like what are the possibilities? So I'm still trying to figure it out and I'm still working towards it. Um and there are some agencies that like I'm like testing with and like all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm still figuring out my own, you know, still four or five years in. Once you're agency represented, can you still freelance like on the side or does that become a full-time job? I think it becomes full-time. It depends where you go. I mean, I've, I worked with a lot of artists who are agency represented and they're booked all the way until like, I guess this was, um, August and they had been booked all the way till March or April. 
like booked solid. And I was like every day. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, that would be so cool, you know. But it is nice right now to have that flexibility. I just got married in September. So I was like trying to hold off on the whole agency thing just so I had flexibility to, you know, plan the wedding, do all that kind of stuff. And now I feel like after the holidays, I'm like hitting the ground running while I came back from the wedding, hit the ground running. So I don't know. I just feel like this is an exciting time and I'm just like open to wherever it may lead. I have to ask you about building an online presence because I know Kathleen and her wishes for becoming a makeup madam. I'm going to call you that because I think <laughs> makeup madam. I love that. <laughs> um, is to have a YouTube channel. Have you thought about like going the online route with like? Okay, but I've also heard that YouTube makeup artists are a joke for like the real makeup artist world. Yeah, it gets. Oh. Oh, I don't know. That's I don't, a tricky, I don't know the gossip tricky situation. I know <laughs> it's like, like inner politics. I know. I'm like scared. I'm like, oh, what do I say? Okay. Um, no, I hear good and bad things I, from like a professional makeup artist standpoint. I feel like it just depends where you want to go with your brand. I'm still trying to figure it out. Oops, sorry. I'm still trying to figure it out right now because. I am definitely on the path of professional makeup artist, but I'm also having this like urge of entrepreneurial drive that I'm like, I kind of want to do something like on the side when I'm not working, you know, like it goes back to being said, like you said, are you working um, like weekly, monthly, daily, that kind of thing. And yes and no. I mean, it depends on like the seasons and stuff. So like fashion week is busy. Um, You know, every different season, every different month is different. Every different week is different. Uh, so I just, I don't know. I've been having this like drive to either write or to maybe even do like little blurbs every Friday of like makeup tips and tricks, but it's like, there's so much content out there. It's like, how do you present something that's not already out there? And then number, the second part of that is that, you know, some of the YouTube, it's like anyone and everyone's on there. I do follow some YouTube, but you have to have watch them with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Who's sponsoring them? What are they trying to sell? who are they? What are their credentials? Like there are a few makeup artists that I do follow on YouTube that I love like learning new tips and tricks. Um, so I don't know. It is like a catch 22 because you get yourself out there. I guess it just depends on where you want to go with your brand, but I don't know. I'm still trying to, I don't know. YouTube could be cool, but I'm thinking something smaller, little blurbs of like little quick videos of how to's or something like on Facebook or some social media. That's what I'm thinking. I honestly, it's been like on the back of my mind. I'm like, I got to start doing it. I got to start using it. I got to start tapping into that. Okay. So one thing I want to just throw out here is that I really wanted a YouTube channel, not for makeup, even though I do get Except a lot of requests. Except she would have like, done one for makeup too. <laughs> yeah. You totally, I do have I would watch it. Me, I would like, totally watch it. How do you do your makeup? They've asked me for Instagram stories. I've tried to do fun stuff. It's just That's not. Perfect. Getting a camera that close to my face is, I'm more of like a Monet. I think I look better from a distance. Oh, stop <laughs> it. No, I've always seen, both of you are so good at your own makeup. It's like not even funny. Like anytime I go on your Instagrams, I'm like, dang. I feel like that's why I had to like bring my game today. I was like, all right, I'll actually put eyeshadow on today. (laughs) I thought that I wanted a YouTube channel, but we're already doing a lot of stuff over here. We're creating a lot of content and there's, I know how much goes into making something like that and making it really well. So I decided to really embrace Facebook Live and Instagram stories because you're still practicing being on camera, on camera. Do you guys watch 30 Rock? Yes. Do any of our listeners listen to 30 or watch 30 Rock? <laughs> the <Camera. best. laughs> Okay, anyway. Um, and I, 
And just like podcasting, we started with just our earbuds. We didn't have fancy microphones. And so the same thing goes for building an online presence. And that's something I would just recommend to you, Nicole, is if you want to start getting into that, just start small. Start with Instagram stories or small Instagram videos or Facebook Live. I'm definitely, um, I think that's awesome. I want to get back to kind of like the love of makeup. So... For me, it's definitely a hobby and I love doing it. And But the thing is, every time I do branding or interviews with entrepreneurs who really love what they do, their enthusiasm is contagious. And it makes me think like, oh, that would be so much fun. And we're talking everything from makeup artists to astrophysicists. Like, I'm like, oh, why didn't I do that? Why am that I not studying behind the stars? That. Yes, I know. It is so. Cool. Whenever it came to getting a fine arts degree, did you look at makeup and were you like, okay, this is actually a really practical way to make a living doing this? Or did you actually really love makeup? I mean, obviously you're doing portraitures of people's faces, but how did you actually make that decision to become a working creative artist and using skin as your platform versus like fine art? I think it was definitely two things. Like one I said originally was that I'm a people person. I thrive off other people's energy. I love, you know, collaborating, working with people. Um, and the second part is that, yeah, I definitely thought this was a more tangible career for me. Um, I loved painting. I loved drawing. I did ceramics. I did all of the above. And I think it is an amazing talent to be able to share that with the world. And I just, for me, I just knew that I needed something hands-on that I could physically do. And I feel like that is what steered me in that direction. I mean, I've always loved makeup. Um, and once I looked up more schools and did my research, I realized that this was actually a direction I could go. And I just, ever since the beginning, I've just kind of been winging it just to see and like how far. And I just constantly believe in the whole idea of, you know, you're being directed for a certain reason. And I'm just kind of following that and my passion and see where it leads. I love that. So like very consciously sort of enjoying the process where, you know, you're just kind of going to see where it leads. And you're going to have fun along the way and you're going to try new things. I think that's so important. I feel like so, so many times, especially whenever you have like an education behind you that you've paid for or may still be paying for, you have this like sense of obligation that you have to like reach that end goal of whatever it was that you were trained for or whatever it is. And and I think there's so much to say about just sort of taking a step back and just enjoying where you are now, seeing what comes your way, um, because I do feel like, I don't know, that's what it's all about. Like, we're here every day in the process. Might as well enjoy where you are. Exactly. And I'm not going to lie that, I mean, sometimes it is a little scary. Sometimes I don't know where my next job is coming from. Um, but I mean, I feel like there's like so many directions I want to go with this. I feel like I've been reading so much personal development books and fitness and just realizing that like being in a solid headspace has led me to be in a different direction than like anything I could have like imagined myself. And if that makes any sense, I don't know if that was English, but um, it, I don't know. I just feel that as the more I would like hold on to something and like force it, it doesn't work like that, you know? And I just feel like I've been, as my dad and Joe Madden, a lot of people would say, they always say, trust the process fearlessly. And as much as sometimes it's scary and sometimes I don't know, I'm still figuring out myself and I'm just excited to see where it leads and the opportunities. 
I mean, this is why Emily and I don't do five-year business plans because we find that doing a five-year business plan is so much more limiting than taking it just one year at a time. We can kind of map out what we're going to do for the next year, but anything beyond that can close off opportunities for huge growth. And so one of our questions for you was like, how do you scale something like being a makeup artist into something beyond just showing up in the morning with your palette and your brushes and doing makeup into something that can really make you a lot of money? And maybe it's that you don't need to answer that question yet. Maybe you just need to focus on being the very best makeup artist you can be for the next year, getting those jobs, whether it be at an agency or through an agency or freelance, and then letting the opportunities unfold along the way. Emily and I have even talked about making this year um, have a little bit more breathing room just to have a little more space for opportunity because whenever you start to fill it all up with plans, you make no space for all the extra stuff that could happen. It's so true. And I honestly, well, as you're saying that, I'm like staring at my um, chalkboard as we speak, yes. my client chalkboard. Yay! Um, I, as you were saying that, it's like, it's so true. I Like lately, um, like I said, after the wedding, I was hit the ground running. I was booked. Everything was great. Everything still is great. But I've had a lot of like a couple days off, a, a lot of like a little bit of slow, like a week and I'll work one day. And at first it was freaking me out. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in a lull. But you know, now I'm more grateful for the opportunity because it's giving me a chance to work on myself. I like redid my whole apartment. I like, you know, worked on the things that I've been putting off for so long that I'm like, okay, maybe this is where I need to focus to open up new energy for like, you know, new um, opportunities to come. So I don't know. I kind of am like, excuse me, understanding that as well, you know, just trying to give things space and to see where, what opportunities fill that space. But also in the same breath, do you have any sort of like big crazy goals? Like any sort of insane dreams you're working towards or at least like keeping in front of you as a guiding light you can steer away at any moment do you have any of those yeah like I want to know what's on your chalkboard (laughs) well well I have just like who I work with on the chalkboard like I I never thought of writing down like my giant like dream client on there oh you got to get the big dream on there oh I didn't think of that I've just been like leaving spaces so that I could fill it with clients. Okay, interesting. I think, I mean, it's not the craziest dream in the world, but I mean, I really think that agency representation is where I want to go. I mean, that's not that crazy of a dream. I'm like, I'm still figuring it out. But I mean, if I could do something where it's also, like I said, I do a lot of personal development and stuff like that, like just some kind of like in between of coaching, wellness and makeup and beauty and stuff like that would be great because I just feel like the whole mindset and headspace and all that sets up the tone and like goes beyond inner like it's more inner beauty than it is outward beauty you know I don't know that might have been cryptic but I know I love that and I think it's so important that you have this vision for expanding beyond just the work that you do into teaching and coaching and really helping guide other maybe creatives who are a couple steps behind you in how to do it. And one thing I want to point out here, though, that is so important is that you're doing the work first. Like you're doing the work on yourself and you're doing the work to become a working artist before you kind of 
expand into that area. Exactly. Because I mean, at first, like when I got out of makeup school, I jumped right into jobs and I did so much. It was like, go, go, go. And then I felt like once I started seeing it slow down a little bit, I would start to be like, oh my God, what's going on? I don't know. But now I'm starting to learn to just like trust in that and just know that, you know, bigger things are coming and that I don't have to freak out, even though, like I said, it's a little scary sometimes, but I feel like I'm in this, you know, I'm on this path for a reason. And if anything, I like, I would love to just help other people, like you said, that are maybe feeling this way as creatives and stuff, you know, um, I don't know, to make it more tangible. So it's not necessarily to like create your own line of lipstick or your own face care. You want to help other creatives do this too. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because a lot of people always reach out and they're like, you should do your own makeup line, makeup brand, all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, I love the classics and I'm sticking to them. Um, And I don't know. I just, I think, I don't know. It's more of like a connection kind of thing. I don't know. Does that make sense? Well, I want my own makeup line. I'm going to throw this out (laughs) into the universe. Yes, put it out there. So, okay. Can I ask you some superficial questions like about makeup? Yes. I'm prepared and ready. It's like, what are your ride or die? No fail. Like, let's talk maybe mascara, liner, lips, foundation. What are your favorites? Um, mascara that I'm obsessed with is the Maybelline Pumped Up Colossal. I'm obsessed with this stuff. I've used it for years and I won't go back just even for my, just for myself. I mean, I obviously use their reel by benefit on some of my clients. Um, I, I love both of them, but this one for drugstore brand, this does the trick. It's my go-to. Um, but right. for brands, I'm, I'm really loving NARS. Um, their tinted moisturizer is the bomb. It has enough coverage. You can build it up to be like sheer to medium to full coverage if you want. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've been in like such a NARS haul right now. I don't know why. But I'm trying to think. Um, Anastasia Beverly Hills. I love her brows. They're the best. That's my brows right now. Yes, me too. Holla. <laughs> um, and taupe. Dip brow and taupe. Taupe. I have it on taupe. I have taupe on as well. I just switched from blonde to taupe because I'm trying something out, you know, just trying something new. Um, you guys are eyebrow <laughs> twinsies. That's adorable. We are. We are twinning and we have the same curtains, which is crazy. Love it. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, in my kit, it depends because it's like for myself, I use a little bit different stuff than like what's in my kit. Like in my kit, it's like Bobby Brown, YSL, um, Chanel, Armani. Uh, I'm trying to think. You're like all these fancy brands in my kit. And then I use hidden up the drugstore. Exactly. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to use like Maybelline Fit, which I love, drugstore. I've just been lately just trying out different things for on the fly, just for like not full face makeup. So I've just been trying little drugstore things here and there. But I mean, it just depends on what kind of work you're doing or I'm doing that, you know, depends on what kind of makeup and brands I'd be using, you know. Okay, coming back around to business, what are your biggest struggles like whenever it comes to being a makeup artist? Do you ever have crazy clients? Knock on wood, I haven't had anyone yet. Um, not not anyone yet, but I mean, the, I mean, I think what would be the biggest struggle? I feel like right now for me, just keeping everything organized. I have everything like, you know, my receipts and all that stuff, but I just feel like it could be better. Um, that's why I listen to you guys because like I, it always inspires me. I mean, because as makeup artists, I mean, we're doing that, but I, for some reason, I've been gravitating more towards like the whole business and um, entrepreneurial side of it. And that's why I'm just trying to figure out like, this has all been like within like 
two weeks that it's just been shifting like this. So I don't know. I'm still figuring out. I don't know if it's the super moon or something that is like changing my perspective. It has to be. I feel this insane energy and I'm like, whoo, you know. I'm feeling a lot of energy around getting organized too. Yeah, I literally cleaned my whole apartment yesterday. Mm -hmm. I organized everything. I even organized my makeup, like my personal makeup, like drawers, everything. I just took everything out of my clothes and stuff, threw it on the ground so that I would force myself to do it. And I organized the whole apartment. I mean, I do live in New York, so it is very tiny, but it was still progress. <laughs> so, okay, I have a this, that made me think of another makeup question for you. When traveling with eyeshadow, <laughs> oh. are there any tricks? Because all the traveling I've been doing with Kathleen lately has ruined one of my eyeshadow pa- palettes. Wait, yeah. it's fixable. There's two things. Naked, it's fixable. Yeah. No. Palette? Mm-hmm. Not the naked palette. Yes, my naked palette. Well, there are two things. You can stick like those, not cotton balls, but the um, the thin cotton pads, put yes. them in between. Um, but then I just, my one of my other friends who is a makeup artist, she just told me this trick. If you spray alcohol, like 99 proof or 70 proof, whatever, um, into your eyeshadow, blushes, anything powder-based, get it so it's like creamy consistency, like with a spoon, swirl it around and like level it out, let it dry. It'll be back to normal. I'm totally yeah. going to do that. I know. Because I almost Mind cried blown. the other day. No, I know. There's almost nothing cried. worse than opening it. It's like crumbles. You're like. Right? <laughs> oh, man. It's the worst. But I swear the alcohol trick works. Good. I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to do that. Yeah. All right. So you talked about struggles. Let's talk about your favorite thing about doing what you do. So freedom, obviously. It's partly why all of us are in this. Uh, but anything else? Like, I want to hear about, like, what is your favorite thing about doing what you do right now? Well, I think there's, like, a bunch of stuff. Um, like, being my own boss is awesome. But it's cool because I'm also hired by other companies. So I get to see the day in the life of different, you know, offices or, like, you know, because sometimes we'll be shooting in an office or sometimes we'll it, – it's crazy because – this job takes you in the most insane places like you've never been. And sometimes you just look around and you're like, whoa, this is insane. So that's why I think the payoff is, you know, it's like sometimes you might not have a job every single day, but when you do have that job, the opportunities and like where it takes you is wild. It's wild. But I do think it definitely, like where, where's the cool? I'm trying to think as I was saying, I was like, okay, what is it? I'm like, Oh, um, or like even fashion week. Okay. I have to tell you. So my, son's first babysitter who he was soulmates with is a makeup artist in New York. No she just graduated from Makeup Forever. Yeah, Makeup Forever. It's the school mm-hmm. that she went to. And um, it's funny because I was chatting with her and she was feeling really almost scared and a little insecure and full of doubt because, well, one, she's like 21 or 22 years old, super young, and anyone's going to feel scared at that time in their life after just graduating. But she was, she told me that she was telling her parents that it's not like someone that graduates from college. Like she's graduated with this makeup degree and just, it's not the same. And I was like, what? You're in a better position than someone who graduated with maybe like a geography degree. Yeah, and it's like, and I'm makeup, even though it can happen. Those of you that are out there in geography, you can still dream big. Um, but it's, you know, I think, yeah, it is hard because, you know, you don't, it, it's a different path than what everyone else takes. So I, I guess like 
anytime I ever listen to you guys, like it's the same thing comes up where that there is no set path. There is no set direction. Everyone just has to figure it out on their own as they go, you know, and you could just, you know, read and learn as much as you can. But I just feel like you don't know until you're like right in the middle of it and you're like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) But I was going to say, so my son, his his babysitter, she is a makeup artist and she's just trying to make her way in New York also. Same kind of thing. So I feel like this podcast is almost like a little shout out to her. I just want her to have someone that she can listen to to say like, okay, in four years, I'm going to be solid. Also, I think that Fox wants to be a makeup artist where he grows up. I love it. You guys, his very favorite place is Sephora. It is Oh, that's dangerous, but in a good way. That is He'll amazing. He'll like go through and try on all the makeup. He's going to be an amazing so makeup cute. artist. Kathleen, this is it. Right? I know. I'm just going to live by curiosity. No, you got you to set Foxy the path. Baby. You're going to become a makeup <laughs> artist. You're going to be doing my makeup every yes. day whenever I'm old. Oh, my God. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> okay, but so going back to what is the what is the best part of your job? Where has it taken you? Um, what have some of your favorite atmospheres been? Oh, this is what I was going to say. Coming back around to the babysitter makeup artist, she was telling me that she did fashion week and it was insane. She had to do like 30 models makeup in 20 minutes or something crazy. It's almost a, like a reality show challenge. It is. It's crazy. It's almost like chopped and you're like, ah, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's insane. It's a lot of energy back there and it's like all so calm out in front, but in the back we're all just running around and that's the cool part about it. It's like always so fun, like, you know, doing it so physical that like it'll be like six hours and you're like, look at the clock and you're like, whoa, like, and you've just been like doing makeup the whole time. It's like, that's fun because you're so zoned in, you know what I mean? Um, and that energy is just, you know, some, it, you just like fuels you. Um, I'm trying to think, I like have places that I went, but you know, when you're put on the spot and you're like, uh, uh, uh. Have you ever been like backstage at a concert doing artist makeup there? Where was I? I'm trying to think. Not at backstage of a concert. Oh man, I don't know. What I about mean, Beyonce? It'll come to right? me. Oh my god, that would be sweet. Yeah, I just didn't tell you guys, but I have worked with Beyonce. No, I'm just kidding. I haven't. That would be amazing. That would be the only one um, you would need to name. We'd all be like, "You are the uh, best." I know. No, that would be insane. One day we can dream big. Right? That's your big dream. Put Beyonce on your chalkboard. I will. I'm going to write Beyonce right now and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga would be my dream to work with her artists because I do follow some of her makeup artists and they are amazing. So I don't know. It'll come back to me once I tell it, like once I think about it because I'm put on the spot. So I'm like trying to think. It has, I mean, even if it's just crazy places like just even being in the city. It's like takes you places that you wouldn't normally go in the city. And then when you step back and like look that you're a part of like this shoot that's going on, you're like, I don't know. It'll come to me soon. It'll come to me. But it has been really cool opportunities. And you just never know. Like you'll be showing up somewhere and you're like, oh, okay. This is insane. I love it. You know. And I think it's that kind of objectivity that really makes being a creative entrepreneur totally worth it. And I've shared this story before on the podcast, but I got to work with a rock star client of my own. And whenever I was working on her website, I was so stressed out because I was just thinking about getting this graphic design done, making sure that we had it in um, a like a website mock-up that I could get to my developer on time. And I was really stressed out about all of it. And then I looked up and I thought, oh my gosh, I am working on my hero's website. Like, 
I'm so lucky. And same thing with the Being Boss podcast. Emily and I can easily get bogged down in all of our deadlines and to-dos. But at the end of the day, we get to have conversations for a living. We're getting to write a book. We're getting to do all these really cool things. It's taking us all over the world. And um, I really had that moment on the yacht in Miami. <laughs> that was that's like, an amazing moment right that for me was one of those moments where I'm sitting on a yacht with 50 other awesome ass people and like going around like looking at all these mansions not that they were our mansions yeah. but they were in front of us which made it all even more amazing and thinking like this is my life right now exactly or I even do that sometimes at like noon whenever I'm sitting on the front porch like not doing shit no <laughs> you're like yeah it's even little things like that right now yeah right yeah I love those moments. I definitely work for those moments where you can just stop occasionally and look around and just, yeah. Do you ever have like a moment where you look down? Like, I don't know what, I don't know what it's called, but it's like where you're like doing something and you like look down at your hands and realize you're you. Is that weird? Do you ever have those? Like as a creative (laughs) where you're like, and it's not even with makeup. I'll be like doing something. Existential crisis. I guess. I don't know. In a good way. I don't know. But I'm like, I've had that so many times where I'm like, whoa you know what I mean just to like and I feel like that's like huge and just taking the time and like realizing and being present and seeing where you're at you know I don't know yeah I still am mad at myself for not thinking about where I have been that makeup has taken me that's crazy don't worry about whatever we'll edit that out like you can just start a list just start a list like every time you go somewhere awesome just pull it up like a little a note in your phone um one thing I keep thinking this that might be a good Instagram strategy for you Nicole is to start taking photos of the cool places you're at I know I should I'm gonna and sharing more like day in the life and I think that's a huge thing for working creatives is that we get to do cool stuff and people are really curious about our careers and the more we can share what it actually looks like the better and we were talking about having that kind of vision of being able to step back Look at yourself in your body by staring at your hands or looking at your surroundings and saying, wow, how lucky am I to be here? But at the same time, I think that what we're trying to share on Being Boss is that even the most creative, badass job that sounds so cool and fun is also full of its own struggles and insecurities and where's my next paycheck coming from and how am I going to grow this thing Mm -hmm. and what's next? Definitely. It's just, it doesn't matter what you do. It's always going to be a job and it's always going to be, um, it will only take you as far as you drive yourself, right? definitely. I definitely think that. Yes. For sure. All right, Nicole, what makes you feel most boss in your work? Like when, when, at what moment are you looking down at your hands and you're like, I'm in my body and I'm a boss? I feel like when, you know, I'm working with clients, it could be like anyone, like bridal, a certain client. Um, I just feel like, you know, having that connection where they, it's like a trust thing, you know, it's like, I keep reading, I just read something where it it said that when you're doing makeup or anything that's like involving people face to face, it's like you're transferring energy and you're transferring like the way you feel. And, you know, I just think that that is such a cool part when I'm like, in the moment of doing someone's makeup and it goes really well and the, you know, it just has a good vibe about it. I feel like that's what like fuels me. It's not about like, Oh, did this picture look good on this, on the red carpet? Or what did that look like at the end of it? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's more of in the moment and the connections you make with people. Um, that, yeah. And I'm, I just think that's like the biggest, the coolest part of it all, you know, and seeing where it leads, you know, like Sometimes I'll get a call the day before and I'm like, what? I have to go here and it's crazy, you know, and I'm grateful for those experiences, you know. 
Yeah. Isn't that what it's all about? Those connections. Yeah. I love that for you. It's more about the process than it is about looking at your work in a glossy magazine. Mm -hmm. It's about that transfer of energy in the moment. And that's also a big responsibility. And it applies to so many more jobs than just makeup or even hair or where you're working with someone. Um, and in a really intimate, like face-to-face setting, I think it is our responsibility as creatives to let our light shine as big and as bright as possible. It's the only way we're going to change the world. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing, um, this one makeup artist went to a, a, like a, she was speaking and she said every year before New Year's, she comes up with a word for her year. And the one that keeps popping up in my mind is authenticity. It is like the biggest word. I don't know why. It's just, I mean, it's everywhere. But I just feel like right now in this time, I feel like authenticity is such a big role that like we need to be, you know, more active in because right now it's all like, I'm perfect on Instagram and I'm this and I'm that. And I want to do a day in the life as well. But like even this morning I did one and I was like running and my face was all blotchy and I was like, ooh. Ooh, do I want to put this? But it's like, that's me. That's who I am. I'm not always full face makeup. You know what I mean? And I just think that if we could just show each other that like, you know, who we truly are and embrace that, I think is, you know, really big. I don't know. It's, it's something that's been on my mind for a while. So in what ways do you feel like you can be more of who you are? And in what ways, like, what does authenticity mean to you? Like, in what ways do you think that you can be more of that, especially going into the next year? I feel like, hmm. I uh, I kind of keep thinking about like when I first started makeup, I would just dive into things and be like, yeah, it's going to be like, you know what I mean? And I was very like, uh, I'm not saying I'm not optimistic. I'm just saying like, I was just like, I'll do anything. I'll do any job. Like I'll do this. I'll do that just to gain experience. And I feel like if I could have that almost not childlike, but like just where I'm excited, like see, like I, I do see where it goes. You know what I mean? Like, as I said, but I don't know how to like put this into words. Like I feel like, being professional, but also being yourself. Sometimes I, I'm like very like, hi, and I get like, I get scared to curse in front of people and this and that. And it's like, I'm not saying I need to go out and be like a sailor, but I just feel like I need to be, show more of who I am. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I don't know. Talking in circles right now. No, I love that idea of embracing that like childlike energy. Because even as you talk, you are super animated. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Really fun. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. And I think that I think that whenever you can tap into those little nuances mm-hmm. in who you are, that like are not as easy to put into words is when you are capable of capturing what is most authentically you. And so I think that's really huge. And that's something that. Kathleen and I talk about all the time, like on the podcast and off of it in terms of like, who are we? What do we like to do? And how can we bring that to what we do even more? And I think that whenever you can do that, you're like setting yourself apart from everyone else, which is what makes you like awesome, but also makes people choose you over someone else. Um, and, and I, I do, I do love that you sort of juxtapose that with professionalism in terms of we have these predefined notions of what we think professionalism is. And I think to hell to all of that. No, no, for sure. (laughs) And that perfection isn't professionalism, like being you and being professional is amazing you know what I mean and I feel like all of us strive for this perfection you know like we have to look the amazing like flawless skin now everyone's doing the whole like injections and these facelifts and all this stuff and I'm like 
I don't know. We just need to be us. I'm like, everyone's starting to look like each other now. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm <laughs> so like, true. it's like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like right now we all just need to be like true to ourselves and just embrace that. And I feel like that right now it's ha- I'm having an aha moment is where I want to go with makeup. I want people to be like happy exactly where they are. Like don't need to like, you know, make this and, you know, pull this and like all that kind of stuff. Not that they're asking to do that, but it's like, I feel like we have this pre- notion of where where we should be and what we should look like and I think through my art and through makeup I like would love to just see and continue to have people just feel beautiful just the way they are as is and you know it's funny because with makeup it's that is one form of body modification and it's kind of like at what end because you can go from makeup to Botox to fillers to plastic surgery when does it begin and when does it end but I will say for me every morning authenticity is waking up and asking myself what will make me feel most like me and sometimes that is a completely bare face and I'm going to rock it other times I feel most like me whenever I'm rocking a bright red lip and this is just as it relates to makeup, but this can also relate to the content that I'm writing, the podcast that I'm recording, um, all of it. Okay, so Nicole, what's next for you? So you're you're going to try and go this agency route. What else do you have going on? Like, what are you going to do to rock it out in 2017? I don't know. I'm definitely thinking towards the, I well, definitely, I mean, I think more, you know, press, red carpet, celebrity agency, but I'm also thinking, I don't know, I just want to get more out there with the whole, um, either, I don't know, I've been, this is, this is crazy because I feel like everyone says this, but I'm really feeling the urge to write, like write a book or write something. I'm going to start with blogs first. We'll start small, but, um, I don't know, just being more out there, but it's tough because like I, a lot of makeup artists have said that, you know, people want to see a day in the life and like see what you do every day. But there's also a thing where they're saying that, are you concentrating enough on your job that, you know, when you're taking the time to like selfie, are you paying attention to your client as much as you're like so excited about, you know, getting PR and all this kind of stuff. So I feel like I'm trying to like, I haven't jumped into the whole like person, like my personality online and all that stuff, like, you know, um, like day in the life kind of stuff. But I kind of want to like creep into it and tiptoe into it. Like, I don't know, as not ethically as I can, but, you know, just like the right way, just because I've seen now with social media, so many people are just like, you know, in everyone's faces and stuff. And it is exciting, but it's like finding that balance. So I think that that is something I'm going to, you know, try and, um, I don't know, explore. But I'm also thinking, we were thinking with one of my um, friends who is a makeup artist as well, uh, maybe doing like a podcast every Friday with wine and makeup tips. I don't know. Could be fun. Oh, we'll nice. see. It's just something that's not like because I feel like right now I'm, you know, there's so much like I said content out there. So many YouTube channels. So many people with something to say, and I feel like finding the right thing to say and the right things to show are like what I'm trying to work on, and then putting it out. I'm just trying to think well, of it you clearly. Find you find your voice by using it. Yes. So start using it. I'm start practicing to. writing. But I think that seeing what's happening and what you don't like about it, like maybe all the selfies or getting distracted from doing your job by taking selfies or focusing too much on your own press or your own brand. I think it's actually an interesting challenge that 
really creates innovation in how you create content and how you share it. And so whenever you focus on doing it in a different way or in a way that feels authentic to you, then you're going to create something new and something that really resonates with people even like that's what will help make your voice stand out beyond all the content that's already being created. I love that. So I'm, uh, I'm loving I that. Literally, I wrote a newsletter about this just this morning. Yes titled there's another way because I really do believe that I feel like all the people that we have interviewed and all the people that I've come into contact with like no one is running the same kind of business as someone else no one is finding their success that in a way that's like anyone else it's all this is like my whole thing about creative entrepreneurs is I think we're all creative not in that we do creative things with our hands but that we're building businesses in creative ways and I really do think that we have the ability to find the other way like there's no cookie cutter there's no set way of reaching anything um it's just how you want to do it and it takes a lot of trial and error but um but there is there's always another way like I think of people who um, you know are running half million dollar businesses working 20 hours a week with a small team or I think of uh, you know people who are building huge online businesses but are not spending all day on social media or whatever it may be like there's another way and so I love that you just just have to find what way is your way I love that oh that is speaking to me I like that a lot that is right? like that's that's exactly where I feel needs attention so I am obsessed with that idea Perfect. Uh, well, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. If you could leave us with just one piece of advice for someone, imagine there is a 21-year-old who just graduated makeup school. Shout out to Taylor. Hey, Taylor. Um, if you could just give her like one piece of advice, what would it be? I would definitely say, it's going to sound cheesy, <laughs> never give up. I mean, never give up. You, you know, you jump into it with what you know, when you know, and like when, with whatever you have in the present moment, work with what you have, do your best, try as hard as you can and just be yourself and just see where it leads. I mean, the possibilities are endless if you're open to it. And I strongly believe in that. And, you know, just being optimistic and open-minded and just be excited for what's next. I don't know. Just keep going, keep doing it. Nicole, how about you tell everyone where we can find you? Oh, no, it's all good. Um, you can find me at NicoleLMakeup.com, or you can check me out on Instagram as Nicole L Makeup, and the same goes for Facebook. And be prepared, because there's going to be some new and exciting stuff in 2017, so I'm excited. Yeah. Yay. Perfect. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure, and you guys are inspirations. And this is like a dream come true, talk, uh, talking and chatting with you guys. I appreciate it. Nicole wanted me to make sure that you guys know that she is not Candace Cameron's main makeup artist. She just does some of her makeup whenever she comes into town to New York. So she was super sweet. Uh, we interview a lot of people and after they record with us, there's always a little bit of a vulnerability hangover or like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. So that was one thing I wanted to clarify for you guys after the fact. Thanks again, Nicole, for joining us. 
All right, you guys, I live and die by my Google Calendar. If an event, date, or meeting doesn't make it into my calendar, it is definitely not happening. But I noticed over the past year, my calendar has been filled to the brim with meetings. There was no space to actually do the work. Even when I would block off time for myself, I would inevitably fill that space with another meeting. I was having a really hard time sticking to my boundaries, and that's when I finally set up Acuity Scheduling to help me hold myself accountable to my own rules. When someone wants to book a meeting or a coffee date with me, I simply send them my availability with a link to my Acuity calendar. They book an appointment when I make myself available, and that is that. Acuity helps me keep my own appointments with myself just as important as those with other people. Sign up for a free 60-day trial of Scheduling Sanity at acuityscheduling.com slash beingboss. Thank you for listening to Being Boss. Find articles, show notes, and downloads at www.beingboss.club. If you're a creative entrepreneur, freelancer, or a small business owner who is ready to take your goals to the next level, check out the Being Boss Clubhouse, a two-day online retreat followed by a year of community support, monthly masterclasses, book club, secret episodes, and optional in-person retreats. Find more at www.beingboss.club clubhouse. Thank you so much to our team and sponsors who make Being Boss possible. Our sound engineer and web developer, Corey Winter. Our editorial director and content manager, Caitlin Brain. Our community manager and social media director, Sharon Lukey. Our graphic designer, Jessica Bramlett. And our Bean counter, David Austin. With support from Braid Creative and Indie Shopography. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week. Okay, so one thing I want to share. One time I was working with a makeup artist. I don't know that this should go in the show or not. but <laughs> We'll see. I was working with a makeup artist on set in Atlanta. I was, I was working on a commercial that I had written and produced with my sister. Nice. And yeah, and uh, the makeup artist on set, like I always end up becoming friends with the makeup artist on set. And so I'm hanging out with her and some of the talent that's getting makeup done. And I put on a playlist and there's some David Bowie. And I'm talking yes. about how much I love David Bowie. Rest uh, in peace. R.I.P. Love him. And she kind of looks at me like she cocks her head and she's like, girl. And I was like, what? And she goes, David Bowie's the first man that ever went down on me. <laughs> what? Are you? Yes. That was not what I was expecting you to say at all. I thought she was gonna. Yes. Are you serious? I can't even say it without laughing. But yeah, she's like, "Girl, David Bowie is the first man that went down on me." What? And I was like, "Oh my god!" Where do you even she, go from that? I think Where it was do you like even in go? Seventies or eighties? Oh. I'm sorry, Iman. Oh my god. I'm sorry, David Bowie. Rest in peace. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was obsessed. So then I made her tell me the whole story. Oh my god! I was like, I want all the details. <laughs> and did she give them to you? Yeah. She <laughs> oh my gave god! Them to me. And that is something that you will always amazing. have for the rest of your life. That's but I'm glad right? to know that like David Bowie's a gentleman whenever it comes to pleasing his ladies. Oh, David! <laughs> Who would have known? Who would have known? See, if you would have never put on David Bowie, none of this would even have come to the light. 
Right? We so, call that a magic moment. That is a magic moment. It was moment. a magic moment. That's like Labyrinth moment, you know, like David Bowie Labyrinth. Oh. Oh, mm. Stop. I have to watch that movie now. I have to go watch it. I mean, I grew up watching that movie. Me too. And I feel like that – I feel like it's like an underlying thing in a lot of creatives. It's all like been like, oh, did you watch The Labyrinth growing up? Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. And that's why That's why I'm where I am That's why ha- we're cool and we're fun and we think outside the box. I don't know. <laughs> what box? Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Right? Oh my god! Amazing. Love that, Kathleen. Yeah, I don't think Corey, I include... think that would make a great blooper. <laughs> that would <laughs> honestly just throwing that out there. Exactly, because it's not what That'd anyone was good. I did not expect you to say that. We're gonna get her. so much hate mail. Why? No, we're not. Whatever. Sex is a thing. People have it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Welcome to. 2016. Life as a human. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as a reproductive being. But yeah, that was like, the, I will never forget that. Moment. That was wild. When was yes. this? This was probably nine or ten years. No, I mean, I bet oh it was like gosh. ten years ago. Oh my gosh. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Nicole. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail us. No, there. I love it's, it. It's fun. It's what you do, honey. It's good. I like and it. And always it for good reasons. I love it It's good because it makes us like leave and then come back. You know what I mean? Like right. it's good because like I'm still trying to process where a cool place is that I've been. <laughs> Where's the oh, I was about to say, I'm been? like now processing what it would be like for David Bowie to go down on me. Oh my God. <laughs> just zoning out into the distance. She's just like. <laughs> right, Kathleen. Kathleen's done. She's she's tapping out for this episode. Um, oh I love it. This is oh, the best Wednesday I hope you ever. Love your job, Corey. All of it. <laughs> All of it. 